Welcome to Take 3, coming to you on WTSR Radio. I'm Josue Lora from Colmado Music Group. And I'm Bill Nobes. Each episode of Take 3 brings you one independent artist, three songs performed live, and an in-depth interview about each song. This session was recorded on August 21st, 2022, from the House of Robot. And this episode's artist is Moja. Um, Umoja Robinson, known popular as Moja, is an American recording artist from Teaneck, New Jersey. He began making music in his bedroom in 2014, releasing a few tracks under his previous name, Moji. After the success of his debut EP, Earthquake, in 2020, Moja continued to evolve his sound, uh, leading to his follow-up sophomore EP titled Arboretum. Through his continued efforts, Moja has compiled a few accolades, such as working with Grammy-nominated producer Key on the Track, opening up for Lil Nar in Tampa, and selling out a show in Princeton, New Jersey. This year, we will see Moja release not only his second EP, but a full-length debut mixtape. Moja, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. The House of Robots. Thanks for being here. It, it all feels so surreal. <laughs> all right, let's go to the first song. And this first one is Houdini. So we're back with Moja. Moja, that was Houdini. Uh, what can you tell us about the track? All right. So on the surface level, uh, when we dig into the the content matter, it's uh it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. You know, um, these these women out here, uh, I I don't want them because you know they're they're just not quite meeting my requirements. Uh, but I think when when you take a, a look past that, for me, I think the song really uh, touches on like self worth, you know, just um, knowing yourself and knowing your worth, and that you shouldn't, you should, you should hold yourself to a high value, you know, because 
not everyone is going to be for you. So, so what are the the requirements for being with Moja? The requirements for being with Moja? Uh, I mean, I'm not like a a, a picky person. It's kind of like on a case by case type of scenario. You know, everyone has their own little things about them. Me, I'm probably a uh, a goofy person <laughs> and someone with a big imagination. I, I mesh well with a lot of people. Uh, I I want to find the good in everyone because I, f- I think everyone has some good in them. So I think that's just the type of person I am. And if you you vibe well with me and click, you know, it goes further. But um, also to say about the song, uh, it, at the time, I think it was, um, it wasn't even warm, actually, but I wanted like something summerish, you know, which is why it has that that tropical production behind it, with the I think it's like xylophones or something like that. But it it, it gives you like a, a really tropical, nice like feeling. Now, when I listen to the song, you talk about these options aren't good enough. But one of the words I wrote down mm-hmm. was longing. Longing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, did I did I miss that? Did I get that wrong? Are you looking for the right? Ah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say I'm I'm looking for it because eventually it'll you know the the right person or it, it doesn't even have to be a person or situation really was is gonna come to you. I believe that in this life everything happens for a reason. So you know me meeting uh, Josue, me meeting you, you know it it's all like predestined. Um, the people that I collaborate with, the closest to create with, you know they they make me feel like. Like I'm in a family, you know. So uh, I think everything kind of worked itself out. So as far as um, like longing for somebody, you know, every now and then you get tempted uh, <laughs> by by certain situations. But you, you kind for me, I move past it because you know life's short. So now predestined, moments, predestined. What is? The agency behind that predestination, do you think? Mm, I think it's just um, it's like a divine energy. You, know? mm-hmm. you are who you are, and you know things happen to you just based on like uh, it could be environment, it could be the people around you, it could be it could be a number of factors. But I think that everything kind of works itself out for a reason. And I feel like I've had a bunch of those like epiphany moments, you know, or or those moments where like, like that's so Raven, like, whoa, like that's so Moja. Yeah, that's so Moja, right. A deja vu moment. And like, that's how I know, okay, you know, I'm on I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because it just it felt so right in that moment that I had that I had a moment before. So I'm like, okay, this is all making sense to me. But uh, yeah, uh, also to expound on it too, uh, Houdini, you want to disappear, you know, sometimes. Nice. You know, some 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 relationships, I don't want to leave them behind necessarily, um, but, you know, there's a, there's a time and a place for everything. So it's like, sometimes you just got to disappear and, and handle something else, you know, and things will come back around. So it seems like it's a, a self-care, self-worth song uh, disguised in, like, a, you know, traditional yeah, t- like, turn-up you know, track. Turn-up, like, talking about uh, relationships, you know. It's, it's 
it's surf. It could be very surface level of a song, but it could be much deeper. You know, if you intend to interpret it that way. So we are here with Moja, and this next track is Panchetta Garden. This next track is called Panchetta Garden, off of my EP Arboretum, and it's just about. It's about that good life, having a pinchetta. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, Quino, this one heat. I've been running through this Timmy money on my mind. We slowed down low, now we in Dubai. Every day we spread pinchetta, me and all my woes. Panchetta Garden. So, so Moja, tell us a little bit about the track. I, I really like the vibe. It's it might be one of the my favorite songs I've heard from you. Thank uh, you. Who, thank you. Who produced it? How do you come up with it? Uh, what is Panchetta Garden? Like, tell us a little bit about about the track. Isn't Panchetta bacon? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's okay. Bacon. Um, bacon. Bacon Garden. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for me, I don't know. I think the initial thinking was Panchetta is something. Kind of like caviar, sort of, you know? Like, I think it's, it's like, exotic, fancy. Mm-hmm. It's, you go, to a, you go to a party, you don't expect someone to have pinchetta. <laughs> but if they have it, you're like, oh, it's that type of party, you know? <laughs> so, like- for me, it's, it, it brings in that, like, that lavish type of thinking. So, in the song, I say, uh, spill pinchetta in my Jeep. So, it's just, like, I have an abundance of this pinchetta. So, it's, like, my, la- <laughs> my wealth is just... It's abundant. Is it's that healthy? That you bake so much bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um, but yeah, that th- that's where pinchetta comes from. Um, garden, you know, you just you nurture things in the garden. So 
you, if you nurture the the wealth that you have, it grows. So that's essentially the idea there. But uh, it was produced by this uh, producer. His name goes by Crino. But uh, he's a producer that I've been rocking with for a little bit uh, through the internet. Because the internet just does wonderful things these days. Uh, but I, I have a few producers that I work with a lot. Uh, he's one of them. Uh, there's also Asax Spielor, who's been mentioned a few times. Um, but he he's called Model Music Group. So that's like the, the dude that made it all work. But anyways, um, yeah, so I heard that one. I heard the sample that he put in the instrumental, I was like, oh yeah, like, I, I like the, for me, I think it's got like, kind of like a, a, a darkness to it. For the record, I have not been to Dubai. Um, not <laughs> the one in, <laughs> overseas. I've been to a, du- a Dubai, but it's not that one. Well, you mentioned presidential money and dirty money. What, <laughs> what, what, what are, what, what are those? They, these days, presidential money is pretty much dirty money. But when you wrote that, what yeah. did you, what was in your head? Uh, I've pretty much that I've been getting money almost like a president. So <laughs> in a sense, I've just been grinding to an extent that is top of the line, you know, like it, you're, you're on, you're on your president, uh, uh, which which like, president? Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> the the one that people don't hate. <laughs> Let's go with that. I can't give you a name. Let's go with that. And and you you mentioned clothes. Uh, you said you own a lot of clothes. So so I noticed it's, it's ninety degrees and you're wearing snow pants <laughs> and and the hoodie. Um, uh, and, uh, any, and and dark shades inside. Can you tell us a little bit about about your style? What defines it? Because uh, it's definitely man. unique. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I just like what I wear. Um, you know, I had two older sisters, so uh, I guess I kind of picked up a lot of style points from them, and they would put me on to a lot of like '90s and like Y Y2K, like early 2000s aesthetics. But then, you know, I just do my own, like, oh, I'm into this, I'm into that. So you kind of just pick up on things. And then I think it, uh, a, a lot of it, too, is from, like, you know, friends knowing certain things, um, like sites or per se. And then you find you find pieces on there, and then you kind of just go down your own, like, uh, avenue. And, like, I've just been kind of experimenting stuff over the year. So that's kind of how I ended up here. I don't know where the neon colors and stuff came from, though, honestly. Um, I don't know. I just like bright colors, but it, it came out of nowhere. Orange is cool. It's great color. <laughs> nice. So will you say, like, the fashion stuff and um, the music stuff go hand in hand? Because just as you are experimental with uh, the way you dress and the fashion stuff, it's the, it's almost like... The songs are the exact same way. Like, if you listen to a song and we look at you, the song sounds exactly how you look, which, because they're so experimental and so, like, like even with, like, the high notes, how would you say they, like, go hand in hand? Ah, uh, that's that's kind of interesting that you say it like that, because, um, yeah, I, I guess I tried my hand in um, a, a few things. So, you know, I, I, so, I took sewing classes, actually, 
uh, <gasps> to learn. Yeah, I so took, did I. Yeah, I, yeah. When I was I went, young. Yeah, yeah. I went to I went to New York, and you know, I was actually looking for fabrics one day, and then kind of just ended up like talking to people and they were like you should definitely come by the class so me and my friend that I went with uh we enrolled ourselves and we just got into sewing from uh from previously before that though I had like known how to sew by hand but it was really tedious if you ever done it um so I wanted to learn like a new medium as well so I had I had an interest in it as well an affinity for it and then when I got into it, uh, I started like messing with my own clothes. Um, but just like clothes, you know, uh, I was I was always into drawing a lot. I think that was probably my first like artistic uh, like uh, lane, so to speak, that I probably because I, I remember from the earliest days, I would just draw. I think in fourth grade, me and a friend, we would we would draw phones <laughs> Because it's the fourth grade and stuff in 2000. So not everyone has phones, but we just draw phones and then we cut them out and then we sell them to people. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and people would buy them and it'd be, it'd be that fun. I don't know. It was cool. Like, um, so yeah, I was in the drawing too. I was in, I, I did acrylic painting for some time too. Um, but like that just goes to show, like, uh, yeah, I kind of like put my touch like here and there. Uh, in places like when I did, when I started these new lanes of, uh, like artistic expression and, um, I would just see what I make. So I didn't know what it was in the beginning, but it just kind of becomes its own thing. Like a lot of times I'll make a song, um, and I might not even really know what the, like, I'll know what the song is about, you know, but I won't really, really know like deep down, like what it's about until, uh, maybe like months later or maybe after it's come out or something, you know? So sometimes it's just like a painter just putting his brush to the, to the pad, you know, you'll, you'll get something. So ha having all these like different styles and different colors and different sounds and, and, you know, different rhythms and, and, and different melodies, um, who would you say has like influenced you? Like who would you say are like your, your top three like influences? Well, we were talking earlier about Pharrell. I really do like his work a lot. Um, and he's kind of imprinted me a lot over the years as far as production, but also, you know, his hand in fashion. And just, like, too, like, uh, him as a character, too. Because, you know, like, he, he takes really good care of himself. I, I just call him an alien because he looks like he's 20 and he's, like, 50 <laughs> or something. So, you know, uh, it's it's just, I think really good things that he's always uh done so i kind of just adopted things myself but also just getting into his music he's always not afraid to like to to try something you know different see how it comes out i like the gorillas a lot <laughs> they're pretty cool because they're they're just so i was always into their music videos growing up but they they were just so off the wall like their idea of everything and then bringing in hip hop acts I think like they were kind of like just a gateway drug to like <laughs> like oh like I could like mesh like anything together really I think they were a big they were a big part as well um uh, just, uh, there's just a lot of people there's Hype Williams is a really great visual representation of what I was looking at when I was younger his 
is just so like uh, grand to life, like his ideas. If MTV was a person that would like MTV, VH1, and like BET, like the early 2000s, if that could be a person, that would probably be <laughs> one of my biggest influence, I swear. Because there's just a lot of culture running through it at the time. And so many like different types of styles, everything, you know, like they didn't even just touch in just music. It was like, like all the culture, you know, fashion and stuff. All right, Bell, let's go to the next song. This next track is unreleased. It's called Aureliana. And it uh it's unique, you know. It means to be unique. So this one special to me. Let's go. She said I'm so unique. Told me that she played a flute. That body play me a tune Girl, I'ma work out them glutes Baby, wait right there Baby, let me whisper in your ear I'ma tell you all my secrets You just wait right there You just wait right there You just wait right there Cause you're all I need You just wait right there Aureliana. So Moja, what, what can you tell us about that song? That song is about uh like uh uniqueness. Um so Aureliana, the name that it's named after, that that name means unique. And originally the, the title I had for the song was unique. <laughs> I wanted to be more exotic with it. So I, I said, let me put a name to it instead. I really like that name. 
I liked how it, it, it flowed when I said it. So that's the name I went with. But the song also, um, you know, happens to be about me and a significant other. And so her uniqueness, the message that I want to convey is that, you know, that we're unique. So you can, you should recognize it. I feel like everyone's unique in their own way. And I see it, you know, so I'm here. I'm here talking about it. So to me, it sounded like a love song. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned the, the flute a lot. Did this person play a, a flute, perhaps? Uh, this, <laughs> so this song isn't isn't on a particular person, but I was in the band for like most of my life. In school? Uh, in school. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot of girls who played the flute, so I guess that's kind of where that comes All from. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's kind of where my music background as well comes from, you know, playing the trumpet growing up. And I also was singing in my church choir when I was younger. Um, so the song, you you have like, you mentioned singing. You have like these very interesting, uh, I guess, way you, you like sing or perform the track. Uh, how, how did you like solidify that sound? Because anyone that's ever done production knows how hard it is to actually like find that sound. And for it to be such a unique sound, auto-tune heavy, effect heavy, how did it... Like I know you didn't just walk in the studio one day and that's what came out. How did it how did it get there? Uh I think from the the day I met ASAX to be Lord, uh, which was like twenty twenty. Um, I got connected through a friend, but the day I met him, I've pretty much just been like crafting like my own sound. Um, I mean, cause I always knew, you know, uh like I, I had an affinity for music my whole life. So I always knew I would make music. I knew like if I just kept going at it, I would find a, a sound eventually that I would want to work more more with or like that I just feel I feel like is more me, you know. I'm still crafting my sound, of course, but I definitely think uh the foundation has been laid, you know, something to definitely work from. But it's it's taken a while. It's taken it's taken those two years Three years, if you will, actually. A lot of my earliest work was probably unreleased. Like, never, it's not out right now. So it even took a lot to, you know, just to to put something out. I was like, is this truly it? So you feel like you found your sound? Mm-mm. I found a part of it, though. The hardest part. The part that, you know, when you think about it, you're like, this is my music. And I could really, you know, show this to the world. You know what I mean? The... I feel like I found that part. It's cool to be a geek. <laughs> it's cool to be a nerd. What earns your nerd nerd love? Like I'll I'll be into like words, reading. What makes you? Well, no, let's I was I was big second. into video games too. What, growing uh, up reading? Too. What are some of the um, most uh, foundational? Oh, books, books you for might, me. Might have read, yeah. The Wisdom of Insecurity by Alan Watts mm-hmm. is a pretty good read. It's from like the fifties. But um, I think it's one of those books that you kind of just keep reading as you go on through life, like rereading it. It becomes yeah. new, new meanings are divulged. Yeah, yes, as, as you it's definitely an essential read. Because yeah. for me, it's like the stuff he's talking about was in the fifties, but it still holds up till today. Like yeah. you know, just a lot about our society, how we function as people. 
uh, things we overlook, take for granted, um, and a lot of the distractions that we have. You could even say, like, maybe that if I didn't read that book or uh, most of it, I wouldn't be able to make Houdini because mm. I feel like it kind of stems from, like, that same type of place. If you want to search my music, it's just Moja, uh, all uppercase. Or if you want to find me on it's socials. M-O-J-A, right? Mm-hmm. M-O-J-A. And if you want to find me on socials, uh, just type in Moja Kane or Moja Kane, like, E-D. And should find me. So that's M O J A C A I N E. Nice. Thank you, Moja. And I'm on Instagram as Josue Lora, J O S U E underscore L O R A, or Colmado Music Group, C O L M A D O Music Group.com, or just Colmado Music Group everywhere else. And I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as House of Robot, or visit House of Robot.com. Thanks, Moja. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for having me. House of Robots 2022. Oh. Thank you for listening to Take 3. Thank you, WTSR Radio and the College of New Jersey. And we are out.